Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Now joined by Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. Well, Kevin, first we'll start with the first round matchup for the Arkansas Razorbacks as they will draw Vermont. Your thoughts about this opening matchup for the Razorbacks? Well, Randy, I always say this, and we see it every year in the NCAA tournament, the upsets, the the double-digit seeds, not only moving on with first-round wins, uh, getting to the second and sometimes third round. You know, we saw Oral Roberts last year in the Sweet 16, so Vermont's capable. Most of these teams are. uh, You know, it's a good team. Obviously, uh, you know, when you look at the resume, it's a lot like a lot of the resumes are for these teams. If you look at their regular season, they typically don't win a lot against high-major teams. Vermont played two high-major opponents, both on the road, and lost those games. Uh, that was Maryland and Providence. And what happens is what's different about the scenario is they're no longer play, playing those payday games where they go on the road. That's a neutral site. So that changes things. They're playing closer to home. And countermounts are a good, a, a good team. And I look at, you know, some of the analytics – some of the stats on the season, some of the things they're good at are some of the things of, you know, some of the areas where they're good could be problematic for Arkansas. So something's got to give, um, you know, and we saw last year, we, we talk about Oral Roberts. We talk about Colgate in the first round. Arkansas got down by double digits in both of those games. They ended up winning them. And we know this team's been resilient going back the last two years, but just talking about Vermont, uh, I don't see any reason why this will be any different. I think it's going to be a challenge for Arkansas. I think a lot of teams, you know, there are going to be some ups, some upsets in the first round like there always are. You just, if you're a Razorback fan, you hope it's not the Hogs playing up in Buffalo, Buffalo, New York. Backtracking, if you will, to that, that game, that last game Arkansas played in the SEC tournament against Texas A&M. Do you think that, was more of the exception, Kevin, than the rule. And what I mean by that is I thought Arkansas really, when they finally turned things around, the three-point defense, particularly with with D.C. Tony uh, playing on the outside and that long frame, the long arms, uh, he just made three-point shooting difficult for the opponents. Do you think that was just one of those nights where the entire defense took – I mean, J.D. Note had a horrible night, um, yeah. horrible day. But do um, you think that was just that one game, or do you see this as something you kind of hinted at it a moment ago that could be very problematic for Arkansas going into this matchup with Vermont? Well, it's a glass half full, glass half empty scenario. The glass half full is Arkansas won 15 of its last 18 games. Most of those were very good defensively, very good defensively on the three line. In fact, in SEC games, it was the best three-point defense in the league. But if you look at two of the last three games, it's not just the A&M game. The road game at Tennessee, the balls jumped all over Arkansas. If you remember, they were smoking hot shooting from three. So the three-point defense Failed for the most part in that game, especially the first half. Arkansas did better in the second half. Uh, Tennessee didn't shoot as many, and part of that's credit to the defense for, for scheming a way to keep them off that three line, and Arkansas fought its way back in that game. The problem you have with Texas A&M game is not only was the three-point defense bad, Arkansas got beat in every phase. Mm-hmm. It was their second most lopsided loss of the season. You have to go back to Oklahoma in December 
And in that game, when Arkansas lost by 22 points a long time ago when they were part of that five of six bad spot there, uh, they were beaten in every phase pretty soundly. And so you look at those two things and go, well, you know, this team really, their identity and their DNA for month, for going back to mid-January has not been a team that looked like it did. Even in games where it fell behind, it found ways to, to not get too far behind and claw its way back in. And in the two games on the road against Alabama and Tennessee where they did fall behind by double digits and trailed by double digits big parts of those games, they clawed back in with chances to win late. That didn't happen against A&M. So I do think there's some uh, uh, room for concern. At the same time, conference tournament and SEC tournament and and NCAA tournament are just two different animals. SEC tournament, yeah, you want to win it. Arkansas went one and one a year ago, lost in the semifinals. Same, basically, same scenario. And we know what that team did. So I think Arkansas three-point defense. You know, this team has got Vermont's got good three-point shooters. It is a good three-point shooting team. Um, but but Arkansas has faced that before and done well uh, consistently. Uh, you hate to think they turned a page back though to December and early January when they went on three in league play. I, I don't think looking at that A and M game tells that story it's one game and i've mentioned tennessee only because yeah you lost two of three there it's something to keep an eye on let's speak with uh steve steve good afternoon welcome to drive time sports hello guys what's up buddy uh hoop scoop yes sir uh, i have a couple of questions the first one is uh, where will uh, Coach Musman play Darian Ford and Nick Smith next year? No, it's a good question. Uh, are you saying position-wise? Yeah. Uh, will it be like the uh, off guard and uh, the small forward, or uh, will he let him uh, be the point guard some, or uh, do you have any idea? Yeah, I do. I think I think you'll see Darian Ford a lot on the wing and playing off the ball mostly. Um, there may be some isolation scenarios as he goes along in his in his um, in his career for him, you know. And I think with, with Nick Smith Jr., you you put the ball in his hands, and I think he'll play off the ball some too. It's not going to be strictly one thing, but I think you will see more of a combo role for Nick. I mean, I think he's the best combo guard in the country. I've said it multiple times, regardless of class, right now. And, and you're not really going to change much on that. You're not going to take the ball out of his hands, but he won't. He won't always be on the ball because he's not a true point guard. And there are there are advantages to playing him off the ball some as well. So I think you'll see a mix with him, and I think you'll see Darian Ford mostly playing on the wing and off the ball. Okay. And the latest on Anthony Black has he kind of said uh, what his decision is possibly going to be after making the true trip to Fable, and that's all I have, guys. Thank you, Steve. Yep, thank you, Steve. Yeah, Anthony Black, I think Arkansas's in the driver's seat. I, I think it, for the longest time that wasn't the case. I, I do believe Arkansas's, you know, based on the last visit and things I'm hearing, um, and I think a decision's coming up here in the next few weeks. Um, and, you know, We'll see what happens. Things can change, but to what I've gotten to this point, Arkansas is in their driver's seat. So um, we're, we're going to find out pretty soon, though, and it's a great question because this would be the third five-star in this class, 2022. Arkansas never had – you know, if you go back prior to five-star rankings, they had Todd Dane, Lee Mayberry, McDonald's All-Americans, 
in one class. That was, you know, if they had five-star rankings back then, those guys were both top 20 prospects. They would have been five-star recruits. But Arkansas's never had more than two in one class, and that was the only time they had two. Uh, other than that, they've had some McDonald's All-Americans in five stars. Uh, you go back to Bobby Portis was a five-star once the five-star ranking era was out. But but this would be the third. This would be unprecedented to have three McDonald's All-Americans and effectively three five-stars. Uh, so I know fans are what they can't wait to see what the, this decision is. You know, we might find out during the McDonald's All-American game, but I do think you know it could be. As, you know, that's at the end of March. So I think you know that's a couple of weeks away, and we just keep our eyes open. Well, that was the question I was about to ask you. You think this decision is going to come at the McDonald's All-American game? That seems to be the indication that I've been that I've been hearing. That's what I'm. That, that's what I've got. But you know what? That could be different tomorrow. As of now, that's what it. Yeah, that's right. where I think it's headed. Yeah. Right. All right. Uh, before, well, he's not there. Um, this was an interesting note that uh, I learned today. There's a young man by the name of Jalen Llewellyn. Have you heard of him? Yes. Okay. He played for Princeton this past season, started all 27 games for the Tigers. Princeton got bounced in their tournament, Ivy League tournament, by Yale. And I guess he's had enough that he's going to look elsewhere to finish his college career. This is a point guard, and he has heard now from at least five different SEC schools, hmm. Arkansas being one, Alabama, Vanderbilt, Ole Miss, Texas A&M. Average 15.8, 4.1 rebounds, right at three assists per game uh, for Princeton. It sounds like this may be the point guard maybe Arkansas is looking for. Well, you know, Randy, Arkansas has, has really been absent of a true point guard um, since Eric Melsman's been, been, been at Arkansas, or at least absent of one that he's given a lot of minutes to. Jalen Harris was a guy he inherited who, who was a true point guard. Um, and then you had, um, you know, but the guys he's recruited and brought in, you know, Jalen Tate did a good job in that role, but he wasn't a true, true point guard. He was, he was a bit of a combo that played the role and did it, did it well. So you can get it done without a true. But I do think he, he might be looking not only for bigs, you know, another Ivy Leaguer, the defensive player of the year, back-to-back years. Um, Jalen Ganey is a guy that they've been talking to a lot since he's entered the portal. So they, you know, and he's a grad transfer. But, yeah, between the guard you mentioned, uh, Llewellyn and, and, and Ganey, they are interested in at least a couple of guys coming out of that Ivy League. And what's interesting is, you know, they didn't play last year. These guys, the Ivy League teams did not play during the COVID year. Uh, so this past season was, you know, this most recent season they were back back at it. Um, but but it's interesting to me uh, that that Eric Musselman continues to kick the tires on just about every every guy that comes in there with a pulse. Now they're not going to turn over every rock, but they do a lot. And so you just never know how serious they are until you find out more about how many times they've actually been in contact with that person. When I mentioned Ganey's name, he told me that it's been multiple times with three or four different staffers at Arkansas. So you know there's more than just the surface interest. Uh, they're, they're moving beyond that. Uh, so it'll, it's always call. interesting to see. 
Go ahead. No, I mean, I was going to ask you, did they kick all four tires or just one tire? <laughs> well, you've got four. I guess you, they've got four <laughs> staffers. That's four tires kick. You can look at it that way. Yeah. So when we see these names, my point is when we see these names surface, and Arkansas is typically on these lists with so many players that being contacted, you really want to dive a little deeper and see how much contact after that initial one, you know, you know, how does it snowball? Does it continue to move in a direction of interest? And so that's the thing to keep an eye on. But, yeah, I would say point guard, big man, um, you know, just every position's on the table. When you look at Arkansas's high school signed class, though, there's a lot of guards and, and wings and sort of that 3-4, that 2-3 and 4 spot. Um, so you wonder then – would he zero in in the portal for a, you know a primary handler and maybe another big? Those would seem to be the the biggest areas of needs based on what they've already signed in, in you know in in the early period. Plus Anthony Black being another perimeter guy, um, you know a two three combo or or a one two combo if they want to use him some on the at the one. So yeah, there, there's going to be some options there. Not only with Nick Smith and maybe Anthony Black running some of that one, but you want a guy that's got experience uh, in the backcourt. I think the answer is going to be yes to that. So now if four different tires have been kicked, is that a safe assumption that there's mutual interest, though, on the other side? I mean, it's one thing saying Arkansas is interested. They've gone back multiple times. Is there a reciprocal interest, though, coming from uh, this uh, center and I, I don't know how much they've had contact yet with Jalen Lou Allen, but uh, the point guard. But you would assume, is that is that fair, that there's mutual interest on both sides? Well, he told me he was highly interested in Arkansas, so he did say that. Right. And I, I'm glad you asked me that because I should have worked that in when I was talking about him. So he, there's definitely mutual interest, Randy. You know, there's so many things at play, and you always wonder now how much is, you know, now that we have NIL, and, and and we know, you know, we know that that's in play with the, the high school recruits, but certainly it's in play uh, with the transfers. It was last year, but he had just come onto the scene, sort of toward the end, I think, or somewhere in the middle uh, of the portal recruiting season. Now it's been around, and so you always wonder too. Despite the relation, the quick relationship building, and what you like about the staff and how they can help you, what, what's the money talk? And the schools have to be careful there. So, I don't, you know, those are also interesting things. And nobody wants to go on the record and really talk about what they've got going there. So you're always kind of in the background wondering what's, you know, how that's influencing decisions. Yeah, as long as it's not the $8 million variety we saw the other day. Let's talk to Shane. Shane, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Yo. I'm just going to see what you there. Yes, sir. Go ahead, Shane. Hello. Yeah, I just had a question about uh, Eric Musselman to see what who Scoop thinks about it, about you know his prospects. Uh, I mean, there's always going to be jobs open. Do you think he ever will uh, take another job, or you probably? And I was on specifically Florida. Uh, I look for them to try to get Eric Musselman and see what see what you think about that. Well, you know, it's an interesting you, question. Shane. He, yeah. You know, he, he's never been anywhere long, but if you think about that, most of it was in a pro, a pro career, and most coaches move around quite a bit. Um, college coaches do, t- do too, at, 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 you know, in, in some regard, but he's not been in college long enough. I mean, he, he had a four-year run at Nevada, 
but he's moved up. Now it depends. So what's the question? Arkansas can pay him handsomely. They they you know they upped his you know they upped the money last year year you know before this season, and you know I, I think Arkansas can compete there. To me, it becomes what other things out there are attracted to him. Maybe it's a location he wants to be. We know he likes the West Coast. Spent a lot of time coaching out there and living out there. He still has a house on the West Coast. Would he would he consider leaving for another job over there? because of proximity to maybe where he and his family want to be. Is there a, a big enough offer out there that Arkansas wouldn't step to where he sees an opportunity to, to you know, have grow his success? I mean, so I think any coach is, that's, you know, smart about it is going to leave their options open. And so you always think there may be a better, you know, there may be an opportunity for someone to move. I just think Arkansas is one of the top jobs in the country in basketball. Uh, he's helped make it a good job if he leaves, but I think, at the same time, I don't know that a Florida is a better job. It would, I think, it would come down to a preference and not just being a you know a no-brainer better job. I don't see Florida as being as good a job in basketball as Arkansas. Might be biased on that, um, but there are jobs out there that I think he would definitely listen to and, and consider. I think that's fair at this point. Uh, let's talk to uh, Superfan Ron. Good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Hey, Randy. Um... I was just going to ask Kevin two things. Uh, first, Anthony Black, uh, what does he have a certain date? I've been hearing he's going to announce at the end of March. Uh, if so, uh, is Arkansas still right there? Maybe is leading Oklahoma State. I know has been, you know, the favorite for a while, but you know the visit went really well, and he ended up staying for the baseball game. You know, uh, for the Sunday. And, Mm-hmm. You know, even even some uh, words of maybe a silent commitment. You know, I don't know. But yeah. I, I want to ask you about that, and then real quick, one other thing. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, I think Anthony Black, I think Arkansas is the leader. Um, again, we were, we've were we been talking about NIL, and we've seen the history of especially top-level recruits, five-star guys, where you think one thing and, and things change quickly. And it, and it really can happen quickly, changes, that is throughout recruiting, but especially with high-level guys, there's a lot on the table. There's a lot of offers coming. He's still got pro opportunities, and we talked about that today. So you just never know. But I think right now, based on the information I have up to this moment, I think Arkansas is in the lead. I think the staff feels good about it. Um, so, But, I mean, that can change. we still got a couple of weeks. Yes, end of March is what I've been – he effectively told me that when I interviewed him during his last unofficial visit for the Tennessee game. Uh, he, he said, you know, in about a month or so – and you know, that was the end of February, so that's the end of March. I've heard the McDonald's All-American game. Well, that's March 29th. That's the end of March. That's a couple of weeks away. Right. Uh, so okay. just paying attention to those things, I think we're, we're probably going to hear something here in the next few weeks unless he changes his mind. And we see that happening. Guys delay it more and, and decide they want to wait. We see guys announce a target date, and then they back off of it. So you, right now I do think Arkansas is in the lead, and I think what we're hearing, it'll be in a couple of weeks late this month. Okay, Kevin, uh Devo and uh, Jalen, I mean, they'll be back. Let's be honest. I mean, unless you're hearing something, uh, they'll be back next year, and they're going to lead this team with these young freshmen we got coming in. Don't, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong on that, but um, J.K. Robinson, uh, let's see, another Robinson kid, the shooter, you know, the tall kid from uh, Jackson. Jackson, yeah. And then you also got uh, uh, Connor Vanover. In your opinion, I know. Maybe you don't like to put things out there, but we'll just watch your thinking, watch your hearing. 
Uh, I want to kind of see what this basketball team's going to look like next year. Um, yeah. with, the, with these guys that I mentioned, them five guys, what are you hearing as far as next year? Yeah, so I'm going to – I'm not going to answer specifics right, about Ron. specific Thank guys. You, okay, thanks. Uh, uh, other than the fact that you've got guys that aren't playing – You've got the fact that Eric Musman turns over effectively half his roster every year, uh, and we know that the portal's a big part of that, and we know that he's already signed five guys, and Anthony Black would be six out of high school. We know there's some shaking and moving going on here beyond what's coming open with seniors that are leaving and the one open scholarship that they have right now. Uh, so we, we understand that. I understand he's asking me specifics about specific guys, and I'm, I'm – I'm not going to put put that kind of stuff out here, um, not, at least not at this time. Oh, well, okay, Kevin. All right, buddy, we will talk with you on Thursday. Yeah, day after tomorrow. All right, that is Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net.